The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. So how on earth is it possible that infidelity has gone up during the pandemic? You'd think we'd all be, you know, huddled at home and no time, no opportunity to, but it's happening. Uh, And according to certain websites, their uh, memberships have grown during the pandemic. So we'll talk about that. Plus, do you think you could ever again trust a partner that has been unfaithful? I want to hear some of your thoughts, of course, at 514-800. But first, let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. couple of emails here, and some of them have been your stupid sex stories or your embarrassing sex stories. So please keep sending them. We've had quite a bit in that some point, maybe we'll turn them into a book. That'll be even more fun, or we'll publish them all in one place. But send your stupid sex stories to Lori at drlori.com. Uh, this uh, person writes, hey, what a great baby boomer show. We are We are getting a TV for our bedroom. Yourself, Mallory, and Mark have the chemistry for a, a reality TV show that has a sitcom mix. Always entertaining, always informative, and we love when one or more of you are caught off guard by a question or comment. My husband and I are both boomers, and sometimes we cannot get over how casually the three of you talk about subjects most would only dare to think about. Is it possible to give more of a heads up when a boomer show will be on? I can tell you at the beginning of the week, yes. We listen most often, but would have been disappointed if we would have missed it. And we have friends that we know would love to listen in. Thank you for a great show. And I promise no TV weeknights at 10 p.m. I I really wouldn't mind. Put me on in the background. It's all good. Thank you. I appreciate that. But for those of you who do miss any shows, uh, you you have access to the podcasts of the show. So they are there permanently, either on the iHeart uh, Radio app. And if you go to the CJD page, you will find podcasts there. Or just go straight to my website, which is uh, drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. And if you click on the Passion Radio tab, all the shows are there so you can listen to them at any time. Uh, so thank you for that email. Passion Poet sends in a, 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 another poem. This one is, again, more serious. To err is to be human. We may do things we regret. We forgo our own values, or sometimes we forget. But we know right from wrong, and there is no excuse. Hurting yourself and others is still a form of abuse. Never take love for granted. Never forget that marriage vow. But that oath becomes meaningless if you don't understand the meaning of how. We should all be grateful for the love someone did share. You feel it in your heart. Think of who put it in there. No relationship is perfect. Every relationship has a story. Sometimes love needs a helping hand. No one knows love like Dr. Lori. Thank you. Um, Again, thinking about makes people think, right, about their uh, relationships and not taking it for granted. And especially like a day like tonight where we're going to be talking about uh, infidelity and what drives people to start seeking uh, outside of the relationship, especially during times like this. And I would love to hear, of course, some of your thoughts um, as well. Okay. Uh, Here's another question. I'm 27 and a virgin. When my boyfriend touches me or holds me tightly, I get 
uh, discharge. Is that good or bad? So here's someone who hasn't had too much sexual health information. That always saddens me that, uh, and that people write me from, by the way, from all over. I get emails from all over the world, um, to tell you the truth. And, um, so, you know, different places have different levels of, uh, of sex education. So this is what we call sexual arousal. You are in an aroused state, when a a woman gets aroused, so when you're close to your boyfriend and you're physically close, you're getting excited. And one of the signs of female excitement is vaginal lubrication, that feeling of getting wet. So this is good. This is perfectly normal in terms of amount. That's always harder to you know, some women have more, uh, vaginal lubrication, others a little bit less. And in between, there's also women experience a different thing, which is discharge, vaginal discharge, which is basically mucus that comes from, um, the the cervix, uh, and, um, which is a normal part of a, a woman's cycle. So some women will notice that they have more discharge around ovulation time. In fact, that's one way to check when you're ovulating is to examine the discharge. I know that can sound gross, but there is a way to check to see if this is when your ovulation time is. It's usually like more gooey and, and, um, you'd have to look into that if you're going to use that as a method of birth control, by the way, or, or, or fertility, actually, it's a good way to check to see if, uh, although these days there are apps for that and there are other maybe faster ways or where you don't have to, you know, touch anything or what have you, where, where it'll tell you that you are, um, you are in your ovulation period. I've been having sex now for about two to three years. Within those three years, I've yet to orgasm, but I have climaxed with clitoral stimulation. I feel like I've been fairly close, but I've never actually climaxed. No matter how long, after a while, I just get bored and give up. When I do have sex, so I'm assuming you're talking about intercourse, it feels like I just have to pee. There are other times when it hurts and I feel like my partner is hitting my uterus. Are those things normal? Do you have any advice? So clearly you have had orgasms, just not through penetration. Remember that 75 to 80% of women will not orgasm with simply just penetration. They also need clitoral stimulation to, to get there. Now, the clitoris is a very complex structure and most of it is inside the body. It's not what you see. So many women do need direct contact with the clitoris. They need, pre- or some to some of them need pressure against the pubic area to provide that arousal that's needed for orgasm. But even having said that, a woman's orgasm is also in her brain. If a woman is preoccupied and not relaxed in her mind, then it will be very difficult for her to get there, no matter what that stimulation is. So the suggestion here is make sure that your clitoral area is getting some action during penetration. Now, this might be you experimenting with particular positions, find positions that um, allow you to grind into your partner. So to, to create that um, 
pressure. One hint I, I read um, that I had heard is if you take like a a, a ball, like a little uh, like a little rubber ball, you know, those, those, the, those balls you squeeze in your hand, like stress balls. So s- small enough to fit in your hand and put it between, uh, right on top of your pubic area. And then that helps with the grinding actually creates that extra cushion to even allow a little more, um, grinding action. You can also incorporate a vibrator into your sexual activity. You can use your hand, your partner can use his hand to stimulate the clitoris as well. So there's many ways to get to that point. That feeling of urination is not really you needing to pee. Uh, yes, there might be a little bit of pressure on the bladder, but if you, if you've urinated prior to the sex, it, it wouldn't be that. And if you let it go, it might end up being a, a female ejaculation situation. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Gary from NDG writes in, Dr. Lori, I've been known to take life for granted. You're not alone, Gary, but not due to infidelity. I am working on compassion towards others now. I love that. Uh, That's a really good lesson for all of us. We should all work to increase our compassion. So you would think that, um, I don't know, social distancing, lockdown, the pandemic means more time with your spouse and less time to stray. But oh no, apparently not so. Um, I was listening to one, uh, this millennial podcaster who says people are trying to replicate pre-COVID thrills. The pandemic is squeezing some couples into a box, stay together and be miserable or stay together and step out on the sly. But how are people uh, doing this? Of course, selfishly um, doing this, right? Oh, she goes on to say, smart people who are unhappy in their relationships are breaking up, but scared people are still staying with their partners, which is probably why they're seeking something elsewhere. They're scared to be alone since being alone now, now means being really alone. So, um, how are people doing it? They're not necessarily like stepping out of their home to do this, but a lot of them are using the digital realm to flirt with infidelity. So maybe they justified in their heads. I don't know. Maybe they're not actually touching another body, but maybe they are subscribing to cam girls or they are uh, direct messaging their exes or they, I mean, there's all kinds of ways that, that people can, um, cheat sexting with strangers, uh, anything you're doing without a partner's consent and on the sly, is uh, a form of, uh, of of cheating. If you're texting things that you wouldn't want your partner to know about, or you're having Zoom calls that you wouldn't want your partner to walk in on that are not business related, then is that not cheating or not, right? It's all, all of these things will affect your relationship. It's still something shady that you are doing on the side. And then you do have some who are carrying their affairs in real life, but those are the people that are risking the health of their families, really, right? If they're stepping out, 
then and coming back home, we're not even worried as much. Well, we should be worried, but sexually transmitted infections. Now we have to worry about COVID infections as well. So, uh, so it is happening. Some people are, I guess the stress of, or the feeling that life is short, you know, the, the tagline, have an affair, life is short, have an affair. They're really buying into that because this whole pandemic has also brought up, uh, existential or, or, or thinking about, uh, about one's mortality and all of that. And so that, that kind of thinking, it's like, you know, let me just do it. Right. And, and that kind of, um, but ultimately that's just, uh, dishonest and it just turns into a, uh, a bigger, um, problem. So yeah, it might sound like it's fun because it's secretive, but that isn't the way to, uh, to go about it. <clears throat> Texter writes in, is it possible? Some people have an addiction to infidelity. My former best friend was married for 25 years, a sweet and caring wife, three gorgeous kids, but an insatiable need to cheat eight women starting just months after marrying until the time I dropped his friendship could not stand to see the devastation this caused his family. He was very strong in the persuasion department, always winning his wife back. <laughs> I also had a parent who had several affairs before and after divorce with other people who were still married. Infidelity can look like an addiction for sure. People are addicted to the thrill. The, I mean, in this case, you know, I don't know this person. I'm not going to, I'm not going to diagnose in any way, but you're talking about a guy who was cheating on his wife from day one, like day one of marriage with eight different women. And, you know, until, I don't know what, until I guess the wife discovered and then happened again and then again and again. So how, you know, in this, in this situation, it answers the question, like, can, can cheaters change a cheater like that who goes on to keep doing it after having devastated his partner and after seeing the consequences of that, I would say is unlikely uh, unlikely to change. So I don't know what you think about that, but how, um, how do you feel? Like, do you think that you could ever trust a partner that has been uh, unfaithful? And do you think change is um, possible? So, and I do think it depends on the reasons for the cheating and the, the circumstances of the cheating, the person's mindset too, right? If they are remorseful and they feel it was a mistake and they, they do everything in their power to, to make up for it and what have you, and they've done it that one time, they go for help, they, they're all willing to make all the changes necessary, that's far easier to build trust in that situation than in a situation where you've caught them multiple times um, doing this. Uh, Texter writes, I know statistically women cheat just as much as men, but I'm willing to bet most men cheat for sex. Most women cheat for something besides sex, affection, attention, something more emotional. You're not wrong about that. Although there are some women who cheat just for the sexual thrill as well. So I don't want to just uh, lump it all 
into make that divide. I think there are a lot of men who cheat also cheat for the emotional connection. I met many who have felt alienated from their partners and who are looking for some intimacy uh, and they develop a relationship with a woman who's listening to them, who seems to care about how they're feeling. And so the intimacy comes before the sex. And so they, they're not cheating for the sex. They don't end up there because of um, of the sex. So it's not, I don't want to make such a general um, statement, but there are studies that have shown that women who cheat are more likely to want to end their marriage. And the men who cheat, over 80% are not willing to leave their marriage. Like they, this is not something that they have thought about. They just want something on the side, but they do not want to they don't even say they're that unhappy in their marriage. Many continue to have even sex with their wives, but are cheating nonetheless. Whereas the women who are disconnecting from their marriages and are having sex outside uh, tend to be to have uh, one foot out the door, um, basically. But I will like I'm going to read you. Um, I have to find this letter, but it was a very interesting. Yes, it's a letter from, I found it online. It was a woman asking, and it's interesting because she she's talking about having an affair during these, uh, these times. And this is what she says. I'm having a wonderful affair with a man. We're both married, but we're careful and responsible. It's what we both need to survive our marriages. So what, what do you, when you hear that, this is what we need to survive our marriages. Should marriages be something you just need to survive? You know, that that's my question to that. Uh, and it's what's best for both of us. Without saying too much, in our situation, divorce would destroy our big, happy, extended immigrant families. I'm not looking for judgment on that. The problem is social distancing because of the coronavirus our spouses and kids are now both home full time and getting away to see each other has been impossible. I'm miserable without the sex and companionship and so is the man I'm seeing. At one point, he suggested meeting in our cars by the grocery store. I obviously declined. Then today, he called me and said to go to my window and wave to me from his car. We live about two blocks apart from each other. I was moved by the gesture, but it worried me. I feel like I am on the verge of doing something risky and all this time with my husband, who is a kind man, is making me want to lash out and tell him I don't love him. How do I, what can I do to keep my head on straight here? I would be cast out of my family if this came out, but this whole situation is making me feel out of control. I think you need to, like, in my opinion, this is somebody who should speak to um, a therapist like, and, and fix your relationship like this. How long do you continue this kind of thing for? You stay in it to survive the marriage. I find that really, um, that's sad, right? When you, you feel like there is no exit, like there's nothing you can do. Uh, age can make a difference, but regardless, once a cheater, always a cheater. I can't think of a single reason that can be a reasonable excuse for cheating. I don't think there's any excuse for cheating, we could talk about what some of the reasons are. I don't think they are excuses, though. It, it doesn't excuse the behavior, but I do believe in change. Uh, I'd love to hear some of uh, your thoughts on that. Plus, uh, we have a couple of submissions for stupid sex stories, so I will get to a couple of those 
and, uh, and we can talk about change as well. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. So here's a stupid sex story submitted by one of our listeners. Uh, when I was a fairly young teenager, my boyfriend at the time went out of his way to impress me by preparing a delicious and romantic candlelight, candlelight dinner accompanied by flowers, chocolates, and wine, as well as saxophone music. Wow, and as a young teenager, pretty impressive. To which we sensually danced to. After becoming equally aroused by such lavish foreplay, we waltzed into the darkened bedroom where we proceeded to become intimate upon his king-size waterbed. Remember those guys, waterbeds? During our lovemaking, I felt an unusual degree of moisture on my skin, but was too focused on the moment to question it. Suddenly, we heard a loud popping sound and instantly found ourselves naked on the bed, on the floor, immersed in water as the bed had burst. I'm sure you are not the only one who has experienced this I wonder when the last waterbed was sold. Can Google guy look this up for me and see if they still even sell waterbeds. When I was a teenager, waterbeds were so cool. Everyone wanted a waterbed. Uh, I, I just I don't think I've heard of those. Okay, let's see. If somebody's thinking about cheating, they are probably going to, so they should talk to their partner or someone else before they act on it and figure out the reason. I agree with you on that. And we were talking about, uh, before the break, uh, you know, why do people do that? And someone wrote in, yeah, name one good reason. There are no good reasons. It's not about it. It's not like, uh, a reason equals an excuse and making it okay. We have to look at what drives people to cheat. What puts people in that, um, situation. So the research certainly shows that when there are when there's an increase in um in stress that is absolutely associated with a decrease in sexual and relationship satisfaction relationship satisfaction has always been a really strong predictor of infidelity so people who are highly satisfied in highly satisfying relationships are in fact, less likely to have an affair. And a lack of relationship satisfaction is a common justification, members that you justify to yourself for individuals who have affairs. Individuals who report feeling uh, sexually satisfied in their relationships are also less likely to have in, an affair. And those who are dissatisfied in their relationship are more likely to explore other options. So when we think about now with the increased stress from the pandemic, that might be contributing to actually um, more negative perceptions for people um, of both the, of their, of their partner and their relationships. So it's like a perfect storm um, right now, right? We know that couples are at higher risk of infidelity due to the pandemic because of all of this, because of the association with, uh, with the stress. So those are the, uh, reasons, if you will. Okay. Not, not excuses for not making it okay. 
but simply there. Uh, what This is what drives people. A couple of texts here. Regardless of one's age, culture, or gender, simultaneously wanting your cake and eating it as well, so to speak, at the expense of hurting and betraying your proper partner against their consent is not only disrespectful, but downright intentionally cruel and narcissistic, not to mention immature, irresponsible, and an obvious lack of self-integrity, period. Super well said. Really well, well said. Unfortunately, oftentimes people who are, they are not thinking about their partners in, in that way. They are not thinking about hurting or betraying their partner. They're thinking their partner will not find out. But of course, we know that that's just not um, the case. Oftentimes people find out. In some countries, this person writes, infidelity is punishable by death, but some places allow men to have multiple wives. Wonder if that would work in Western countries, minus the execution. Hmm. Well, you know, a, a lot of people who practice uh, poly relationships get around the, you know, you wanting your cake and eating it too, but everybody's consensual and both parties can do it. So it's not just about a guy having multiple wives, but women having the same right. Uh, but of, of course, you know, that's a decision that two people make together. I'm not going to judge people who decide that for them, uh, consensual non-monogamy makes sense. That is not the same as cheating. Cheating is about betrayal. Yeah, with that means you are going behind your partner's back. They are not informed. They are not in agreement. Whereas in uh, open marriages, they have an agreement. It's actually an agreement, you know, where that that gets revised and they have rules around it and, and all of this stuff. So not at all the same waterbed. It's not the size of the waves. It's the motion of the ocean. Yeah. In, in that case, yes. Did anybody find, oh, they do have waterbeds. Wayfair selling waterbeds from $2,000 to $6,000. So they're still selling waterbeds. Who has, anyone listening here has a, uh, a waterbed? I wonder, let me know. A uh, stupidish sex story. When I was lucky enough to have a threesome, I thought I could lie one girl on top of the other, penetrate one, then the other, until I realized it was too tough to go from the top to the bottom and back quickly. <laughs> what are you, an acrobat? Uh, for sure. Another one, I agree with that texter uh, 100%. Uh, text right. So if you have an open marriage and you don't mention who you're seeing or when you're seeing them, is that kind of cheating? It depends on what the agreement is. If if you have an agreement where you decide, where you're, and I've seen this, right? So where a partner says, look, I'm okay with you going out and having, you know, casual sex with people. I don't, I don't want to know about it. You know, just tell me you're going out. I don't need, I don't need details. I don't need to know who it is. As long as that other person is okay with not knowing and all of that. But if you, if you, if the person says, look, I want to know when you're going out with someone and I want to know that who that person is and where you met them. And I'd like a few details if they neglect to tell you and then go behind your back because they're breaking the rules. They're breaking the agreement that the two of you had. 
And then in that respect, yes, it would be cheating. Somebody else found Amazon sells waterbed mattresses. I'm not getting one. I'm just wanted to know. Um, so those are some of the, the things to consider. But, you know, the question often comes up and, and people are really divided on this, right? Can cheaters change? Some people hold on to this notion that once you're a cheater, you will always be a cheater. There is no turning back. If you cheat on me, it's over, done with. A lot of people will will say that, that that's where it is. Now, I'm a therapist who works with couples. I work with individuals too, but let's say couples mostly. And many, many times they come to me after one person has been unfaithful and we rebuild that marriage. Not everybody leaves a situation like like that, and sometimes it the ones who get get help absolutely rebuild their relationships. Some of them discover that, uh oh, it's much deeper than I than than I thought. There have been many more instances of this, and I can't get past that, and so they decide to to leave. So I want to talk about the process of change and what would you need to see from a partner. Uh, to see if you could even begin to trust them again. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. We're talking about cheating uh, tonight, especially during the pandemic. You'd think it would have gone way down, but no, it has, uh, there's an uptick in that. There's been an increase in memberships to uh, websites like Ashley Madison, the, the website for cheating married people. Uh, they're getting way more uh, memberships uh, per day now uh, during the pandemic uh, compared to 2019, which is amazing to me considering that people have nowhere to go, uh, but yet find a way to uh, cheat. So a couple of texts here. I believe that those who cheat for the thrill will always be cheaters because they are addicted to the adrenaline, regardless of whether they are in a healthy relationship. You make a very good point there. However, those who cheat because they seek intimacy due to neglect at home do not necessarily repeat this behavior once in a healthy relationship. So that is a, a very good point, which is why it's important to look at the the motives behind the cheating right someone who is is looking for the thrill is going to be a serial cheater they don't just give it up um but someone who is have, has maybe had difficulty at home and or stressed or whatever again not, not an excuse but uh where those were the reasons we can actually fix the relationship make their their home relationship healthier where that can be repaired, right? So there is a, a big difference, but there are some conditions have to be there too. Uh, Dr. Shorty, for 15 years, I had a relationship with a married man. I had no clue when I met him. I fell he head over heels. I found out much later that they had been separated many times um, because of his uh, cheating. This was a teacher. Um, Anyway, I don't want to give out too much information. Educated people. He kept having affairs and then work, worked his way back to um, his wife. They even divorced and then a few years ago remarried in Vegas. Well, the honeymoon didn't last long. He started calling, texting me. Cheaters are addicted and addicting. 
Yeah, that's uh, scary. I think sheer boredom with your partner is leading to talk to others online. That's one of the reasons, hopefully without any intent of a real meet. No, but sometimes the talk can, you know, you're, it's like flirting with infidelity, right? So it, it would, would, this would not be okay with your partner still. So, which is still a, um, a betrayal. Text writes, okay, I like the second scenario, but still, if you don't have a happy home, you have to know why. Absolutely. I think it's very, very important uh, to, to figure out what's wrong in the relationship and not fix it by going outside the, it doesn't fix the relationship that uh, you are in. So when it, when it comes to change, I just want to talk about this for a few minutes, because obviously as a psychologist, I, I have to believe in uh, people, uh, people changing. Otherwise I, I would be out of work, right? People come to me because they want to change. Cheaters are no different. They too can change, right? Now, whether a person can change is completely up to that um, person. And the reasons the cheater gives for their in their past infidelity can help us figure out whether they really want to change or if they might um, do it again. So as has been mentioned, some people will cope with the downtimes in their relationships by seeking some outside excitement of, of some sort. So if cheating is a coping mechanism, then it, you're going to need therapy to address this and overcome this. If this type of cheater does not get help, chances are good that they are going to do it again. Just remember that. Uh, so really it's the way they cope with bad times in a relationship. If they do not learn better coping skills and want to learn better coping skills, then they are more mo most likely to do it again when times are tough. Then you have some cheaters that uh, may be just immature and grow out of the cheating urge. Yes, that uh, can happen. This I usually find in younger. So when I see younger um, couples, uh, so these are cheaters that are probably less likely to do it again. Once they real again, realizing that that was really bad, really immature behavior. That is not what I want for my life etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you have other cheaters that cheat simply because they can if they have repeatedly cheated and they've been forgiven chances are good that the cheating will not stop somebody wrote in a situation just like that unfortunately the cheating ends up becoming a part of that relationship um, dynamic so you cannot get through this cycle or break this cycle, unless you go get some couples counseling, um, some individual counseling, etc. So what about, and then you, you might ask, okay, well, what if, what if somebody cheats on one partner? Does it like, let's say you're with somebody and they cheated on their previous partner. Does it mean that they will cheat on the next one? Um, no, but they have to want to change again. This is part of it, right? If they don't address the reasons why they cheated in the past, then there is a good chance it's going to happen again in a new relationship, which is why it's very difficult when a, when a marriage starts because of an affair. 
So let's say you leave your your first wife, you have an affair, and you marry this new person that you have, you're the mistress, right? Now that person will always have in the back of their mind, well, wait a second, he did it with his, he cheated on his first wife, who says he's not going to cheat on me when times are bad, because the reason he gave me for cheating was, oh, our relationship was bad, we weren't having enough sex. So then there's a worry, well, what if we get into a lull or or we have uh, you know, a, a difficult moment in our relationship, does that mean he will cheat? There's always that worry, right? It's so one's past behavior can sometimes predict future behavior unless they figure out why and, um, and make some of those, uh, changes. You have to, um, no matter what reasons a a cheater gives, even a new partner for their past infidelity, the reality is that it's a person who was somehow comfortable betraying the trust of another intimate partner. So you have to be careful, you know, you have to weigh that. And I've seen very, like a lot of cases over the years of relationships that, that had started out as a a mistress, married person, or whatever, as an affair that ended up again in the same situation of infidelity, a pattern, look for those patterns. But having said that, a cheater who wants to change and who really does some real soul searching and takes full responsibility for the harm that they have done and takes every effort to repair the damage and not rationalize their behavior, then there is a good chance they will change. If they do not do this, these things, they can't do it, then there is a good chance they will cheat again. Something you need to um, think about. More texts coming in, but we're at the end of the show. So we'll save them for tomorrow night. If anybody has any more thoughts on uh, on this, we, cer- we can certainly revisit this at the early part of the show tomorrow. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me. Thanks to Nicole Proano, our technical producer. You can contact me through my website, drlaurie.com. If you have uh, questions about sex, love, relationships you want me to answer, send them along. Tune into the show at the beginning of every show, I answer questions. Uh, so, uh, make sure that, you know, you, uh, you do tune in. You can also find my, uh, podcast of all the past shows on my, uh, on my website coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV national news. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. I can feel it everywhere.